Welcome to Express Yourself. I'm Kirbanu and this is your podcast for creativity, conscious business and soul expression. My podcast guest for you is someone very special and I have to say that since our podcast chat, so since recording this episode that I'm about to share with you, She has actually really inspired me through what she shared about the way that she lives and as a self-employed businesswoman, how she approaches each and every day. My guest is Irina Stiana and we're going to be talking all things sound healing crystal singing bowls, but actually what I found more, even more inspiring is the idea of living life in flow with yourself despite having a successful business. I'm not going to say anything more. I'm going to let your ears do all of the work here as you tune in to this beautiful chat. You know, I really love, I love your work and um, I really love uh, the topic that you dive into. So I'm quite excited to have you as a guest on the podcast just because, you know, the topic of obviously healing and and self-healing is a very important one to me. Um, And that combined with the topic of sound and using sound and energetics as a tool for our personal healing and development is really exciting. And so when I got to know you via Instagram and then I did a little stalking and found out more about your work and I was like, oh my God, I have to chat with her for the podcast because I just think what you offer is, is wonderful. So before we go into, you know, deep diving about some of the topics that I'm excited to get get into, perhaps you could just um, share with the audience, the people that are listening a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Um, So yeah, I'm Irina and I work with sound and Reiki and meditation. And yeah, well, a few years ago, I founded the Alchemy Studio, which is was was in the beginning just the idea of like, yeah, I don't know, a space for sound and maybe sound healing. And then I started to import the Alchemy Crystal Singing Bowls. We're going to talk about, I have one here, like this one. And yeah, I, I always felt like I wanted to have a space where I can also share with other people or yeah, kind of a community space, but not really a studio. And yeah, I think like, it's a work in progress, but um, it's evolving with time. And yeah, I really enjoy that. Thank you. And, and I, I love it so much. So let's um, let's just jump straight into the alchemy crystal balls because you've just, for everyone who's listening to the podcast, of course, you didn't get to see it, but Irina just held up this beautiful crystal ball. <laughs> so do you create them yourself? You just mentioned importing. Can you tell us more about like what they are and how you got into working with the crystal balls? Yeah, so I'm importing them from the US and they're made of crystal quartz to 99.99%. And they have a really resonant sound. So yeah, very fine and soft and gentle. So it's really a gentle sound healing tool, you can say. And yeah, no, I'm not making them by myself because this company I'm importing them from has made them for 30 years and really improved the process and the sound quality. So I, I know that there are now like many other companies who are trying to, yeah, also do them but you really can hear the difference of sound so i think yeah with like every art or handcrafting it takes time until it's really 
yeah, until the quality is that high or until you really found how to do something. Yeah. How did you get, like, how did you get into working with acoustic healing bowls at first? Like, how did you discover them? And, and why did you then decide, all right, this is like something I want to do. I'm going to commit myself to like importing. I mean, they're not the cheapest things in the world. Like I love them and they're definitely worth what you pay for them, but they are an investment. So, yeah, totally. Um, like, how did you get into this? I think it's really fascinating. Yeah, it was really funny. It was more, I, I was quite often in um, California because I don't know, I, I just love this country <laughs> and feels so much like home to me. And yeah, so I went there to a sound bath and it was with the crystal singing bowls. And I just, yeah, I, I, it was so deep and I just love that it's so gentle and so soft. And sometimes with gongs, for example, I have like a really hard time to calm down afterwards and to sleep because I'm so activated. Not that I don't like it, but it's really strong for me. And so I discovered that this, yeah, kind of crystal bowl is so gentle and soft and yeah, just resonated with me. And so I was addicted and went to every sound bath with the crystal or alchemy crystal singing bowls. And then I bought my own and just brought them with me to Germany. And so I started playing for my own, playing for others. Others were asking me, can you play for like a group or whatever? Then I played for a group and so everything evolved. And, and then I, I actually that I imported them was more like a dream. I dreamed like that I could bring them to Germany. And so I, I even don't, yeah, I didn't have the money. <laughs> it was just a deal and I was like, okay, I'm just going to write them and see what they say, if I can order some. And yeah, so everything just opened up. They said, well, yeah, of course we can send you some. And then I was like, okay, I don't have actually the money to, to buy them because I was still a student and I spent my whole money for my first set. And then a friend came and said, well, it's a great idea. I'm just going to give you some money. And I was like, really? Are you? And she said, yeah, well, it's, a, it's just a great idea. I have such a good feeling and you're just loving that. And you're doing that so well. And you're really like, yeah. And so I was like, okay, good. And then, yeah, it just happened. <laughs> nothing was planned what an amazing friend yeah but I think that's life like I mean I never planned that I would come and live in Germany and like learn German and be doing what I do in German like that if you had asked me 15 yeah. years ago what are you going to be doing it was clear that I was I was going to be a coach and that I was going to be um doing music, music and singing, and singing. This, was this was always really important, important to me, to me. But never did I ever think that it would be in Germany or and never did I ever think that I would do that in German like that, not at all. So I think this is the beautiful unfolding of life and, and the magic of life. And it just sounds like you were totally in flow, like really, yeah. that this was meant to happen. Yeah, 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 that's true. And I think I'm very lucky because that's easy for me just being in flow. I think I have more a hard time with structure and organization and I don't know. <laughs> so everything else is more challenging for me, but being in flow and trying something new or just following, I don't know, my intuition or my heart is very easy for me. And then <laughs> there come, there are maybe coming obstacles in <laughs> bureaucracy or something like that. I need to overcome then in the next step. Yeah. 
let's talk about that because now we have to take a sidestep, you know, so because I know for some people, especially people that work with me, it's not easy for them to get into flow and and they have trouble with that. And I know it can be helpful for them to have some tools or some ideas for how they themselves can get into this flow. So I know you've said it's easy for you, but like, are there things that you do on your daily basis that help support you getting into your own flow and getting in touch with your intuition so that you can be connected in the way that you are? That's a good question. I I think it's the whole way of living. I, I do because there's not so much structure in it. I just wake up in the morning and of course I have some appointments on my calendar and yeah, well, they're getting more the, the longer I have my business. Um, but then I just asked myself what I could do today and how I could have a great day or how I could be in service. And then I just yeah, follow those ideas. And also I think, well, I have a lot of feelings and emotions. And so it's, well, I, I just need to listen to them. And I think also what, what really, yeah, how you can learn to live in flow is just by listening to your heart. And it's something also I love you learn by working with sound, you learn to listen and maybe you even learn to listen to your heart. And for example, and also you learn to open, you know, to receive. And I think that's also so important that we really, yeah, be aware of all the possibilities that are around us and that we have dreams. I think it's also like, yeah, you can, for example, ask yourself, why are you not really dreaming of something? Or maybe you're not allowing yourself to dream something, you know, you want to be a crystal bowl fairy <laughs> or something else Wh- why shouldn't that be possible i don't know i mean it totally is and often we're not at this point and yeah so i think uh, yeah well probably it's just meditation the more you yeah meditate with your heart and the more you listen the easier it will get for you to open or to see what problems or issue may be or what kind of avoiding may be there that you can't just follow your flow, I think. Thank you. I think you said a few things that were really interesting there. And one of them is like creating space that from how I understood it, you don't fill up your day with appointments. You're not like getting up and then running into some like so wheel of kind of busy 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 because this is something that i see in myself sometimes a tendency but i do work against it but also in my clients that it's really easy for people just to orient towards the external world and towards the demands or at least the demands we tell ourselves that the external world places on us um, to orient towards outside all the things we have to do and when I finished everything then I'll have time for myself or when I achieve this then I'll be happy or my favorite when I get to that point then I'll be successful like these to me it's just like cages that we prison ourselves inside of, and it makes me really sad um, and I love what you said about in your daily ritual or in your daily flow that you create space and that you tune in and ask yourself how can I be of service what a great question love it yeah. like yes please <laughs> how can actually I, what yeah. would I, how would I like to have my day yeah yeah it's the other way around I mean there's space and then there are some appointments this is how I see it and I, I wouldn't be able to have a day like or a week that's just packed every day or maybe even worse for me like every day just the same so 
I, I'm very lucky that I don't have this anymore or maybe never had. But yeah, I think so. There's always space and there's always something to create and you have yeah, the power to decide what you want to create and how many appointments do you want to have? Of course, we all have like, my teacher always says, there's like the heart and the soul and there's the social security number. And those are basically the only two things we have. And you need to work, maybe pay your bills for your social security number. And I, I just want to follow my heart and everything in between is an open space and I can create it. And so that's how I see it. And then you can, yeah, decide what, what you do with your day or what you do with your week and your life and how you can, I don't know, for me, it's always like, how can I become a better human, not better, not more perfect, but more loving human, you know, and more compassionate and more aware and more present with the people around me and with the work I do. And this is something I'm thriving for. And if it, if I have like so many appointments, I just rush from appointment to appointment. It's not possible for me. So, I mean, I'm getting better and having like a packed schedule and still, yeah, maintaining this feeling. But sometimes there are times where I feel like, okay, I need more space for myself. Or like the last two months where I just like had no physical appointment and I was just traveling for two months and going to the desert and meditating and everything. So, yeah. It's an incredible way to really charge yourself. And I think it's really also like putting yourself and your self-care first. Um, and that's what I think we forget in this busy chaos that we often find ourselves rolling inside of is that when I care for myself, I can care for others. When my cup is full, my cup overflows to others. But when yeah. I'm empty, I'm just reacting outside of these like patterns of learned behavior that maybe don't serve me and that maybe don't serve my soul's message or maybe don't serve my dharma or the person that I want to be. So I really love what you said. I want to bring it back a little bit to this idea of, of sound healing, because I imagine some people that are listening have an idea of what sound healing is, but for the people that don't, can you explain it? What sound healing is? Yes. Well, okay. Um, it's a vast topic and I would say it's kind of a meditation based where the focal point is sound. So if you make a healing out of it, that's totally up to you um, how much you open and how much you allow the sound to yeah, bring healing to you or you allow yourself to heal. And otherwise, yeah, it's the a meditation where we listen or deeply listen to sounds and just try to follow really the sound and sense the sound with our physical body, see what maybe yeah emerges, what kind of feelings and really are present with just the sounds we hear. And I, I would say that's the, yeah, just put it um, very in a short version. And then the healing part, I think, comes from, of course, also from the sounds, because the sound, of course, carries intention, carries frequency, carries maybe healing for you. But that's your own wisdom, I think, that decides if there's healing inside of this for you, like with anything that's healing. So that's why I'm also never saying I'm a sound healer, because I think, yeah, you, you can't heal people. 
and they just can heal themselves and you can give them an invitation or show them a tool or whatever that remembers themselves on their of their wholeness and their capacity to heal themselves yeah I love that so much. I really respect what you just said about I don't label myself as a healer because I, it's not a very well-known fact, but I used to work as an energetic therapist. I have a master's in Reiki that I did 18 yeah. years ago when I lived in India. <laughs> One of my past lives, I know. And I was working, doing healing sessions, offering healing uh, for two years. Um, it was a very beautiful time, but I love what you just said. And I, and I learned that in that time too, you know, it has nothing like I can have an intention, but I cannot control the space. All I can do is, is be a channel, be open, offer my heart and offer myself. But eventually the wisdom of that person's soul of that person's being is going to decide if it, if it resonates with them, if it's something that they need um, or not. And so I really appreciate the perspective that you just shared on it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's really how I practice it and how I see it. So of course, I'm offering sound healing if you like it. <laughs> but you can also come to a sound meditation or a sound bath and yeah, just see what happens or yeah, come with your own intention and your own yeah, openness. So let's go back again to the alchemy crystal singing bowls mm -hmm. um, because obviously there's something that really connected to you and resonated with you. How in the early days do working with these symbols help you deepen your connection to yourself? Hmm. That's a good question. So, well, I think I had a quite, I'm not like, I mean, I could say I have visions or whatever, but I'm not like totally into it but, because I think somehow it maybe does not bring you anything. So, but I think I could say that I had like a, quite clear vision of me where I felt very happy in one of my first alchemy crystal singing bowl sound bath. So I think that was something I really felt that was, yeah, making me enthusiastic and giving me a lot of joy and um, energy. And also I, I had a lot of back or like neck tension and it, yeah, it just, went away like step by step in my time when I yeah was still in California and visiting like many alchemy crystal singing bowls and then I think of course like the meditative part when you play yeah for yourself and just sit with them or I mean when I'm sad I go to my crystal singing bowls and I cry and I sing with them <laughs> And um, also, yeah, when, when I'm in a good mood, I like to go to my room and just play them or maybe I just look at them and I'm like, oh, they're so pretty. <laughs> that makes me even more happy. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's also a very, I think because they are so precious or like you invest a lot of money, you really value them. And then they have like a special sound and every sound is very unique. So you can't get one like a second time. So you really, yeah, get a deep connection to them. I, I often say they're like my babies, like my children. And I'm not the only one, the only one. So many people feel like that. And I think this is something, yeah, it's very, it's a very personal process and a very personal um, tool. I, I'm sure you can have that with a plant or something else too. 
so maybe but this one it sings and so you have like this kind of <laughs> it's even communicating somehow with you and yeah so i think this was and then of course like starting to play for others and everything so there are many things that really deepened my connection with myself i think and yeah but what i can say also is that I, i'm also a reiki practitioner or reiki master how you like to um, say it and for me also this part of reiki is very important how i I don't know, it's kind of the philosophy that's behind me for like when I play or how I share the sound. And I think that's also something that really deepened my connection with the bowls. So I can't even say if it's just the sound or just the alchemy bowls, but it's also like my connection to Reiki. Yeah. I love that so much. I have to recap because I was smiling here and like kind of laughing, um, laughing because I absolutely resonate, um, you know, as a songwriter for me, like every song is a baby and it feels like a baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, there's this always this, and like, of course I'm the same. Like if I'm sad, pick up the guitar, start crying into it. If I'm happy or if I'm, you know, chanting mantra, like this morning, I'm, I'm working a lot at the moment with uh, Sitarama and it just bursts my heart open. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like looking ridiculous sitting here with like singing and my heart is like, ah, you know, all this joy is just kind of pouring yeah. out. It's such a wonderful way to start into my day because it gives me so much energy. So I really connected with what you just said right now about, you know, connecting to the crystal balls and, and feeling their presence and feeling their, yeah, I guess bond is the word I want to use. <laughs> their bond with you and your bond with them. Um, and I also resonate with what you said about the Reiki because I also have this background I decided at that time, because I was really young when I was doing a lot of these sessions with people and I was getting a lot of insight, but I also felt like at 23, 24, it was a little bit young to be giving this kind of support to people where they kind of were looking for a wisdom that I didn't have because of my life experience and my age at that time. So I decided to stop doing that. Um, but I always felt connected to the energy um, and I still work with it in myself. And I always feel that when I sing and the music that I write, like that's when it comes out through me. Um, and I and I sing from that place. Um, and I really resonated with what you just shared about, you know, playing from that place and having the Reiki informing your connection to the crystal balls. And of course, that informing the space you create for others. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think, yeah, there are... Yeah, there are other religions or philosophies also that are quite similar, but for me, it was really um, Reiki and yeah. What was, um you know, when you first started to play for other people, like, were you nervous or was there anything that you needed to overcome in yourself? Um, maybe some fears or I don't know, but I know for myself, when I first started performing to people, like I stood there shaking, like, you know. <laughs> Kind of everything closing up because I was having a panic attack basically so how was that for you like was there anything that you needed to overcome in your journey to being able to offer sound baths to be able to offer the crystal singing balls to others to be able to offer the work that you're doing yeah it's very interesting so I think I'm still a shy person and I don't like to talk in front of many people and I'm still somehow trying to avoid it except it's like an intimate group if people come to my i don't know sessions or to my own um weekend courses then it's something different because i feel we are so close 
And yeah, so, but I was lucky because I had my singing bowls. So I was just doing a short talk and people are, oh, of course, most of the time they are laying down. So they have their eyes closed and they're laying down. And so it's quite easy. I think if, even if you're a shy person to just, yeah, tell the people, um, often they lay down by themselves <laughs> and then, yeah, you, I just, I don't know, I do a little meditation maybe in the beginning and then I just play and with the playing, it was, I always tell my students as well that it's really about enjoying, like, you know, you should enjoy that you play and not think about how ah, is it good, like for the others, how am I playing and everything like that. Because, yeah, probably then your energy is not that centered. And also you, yeah, you're in first place, you're also doing this for yourself, right? Because if we're offering healing or if we're offering meditation, it's also for the others. But in the first place, it's probably for us because, yeah, we like to share it and it's our own path. So I think that that's something I really told myself. Mm, even from the beginning on that I should enjoy like playing it yeah it's very true and I know for myself from performing that it's like for me it's about opening myself up to divine inspiration and getting I don't like to use the word ego but getting the judgments and all of those fears um out of the way and just opening yeah. my heart and allowing the music to come out of that space because that's where there's joy and that's where there's connection. That's where I am centered with myself. And that's where I know that there's the most power for having the, the music, having the mantras, being able to resonate with others and perhaps, you know, elicit a healing in them or to allow them to have their own experience and to take what they need from the experience. I think it's very wise what you just said. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. I have another question, sorry. <laughs> Um, because as you said, you know, you've actually built a business out of this, um, which I find incredible based upon how you mentioned that you really orient towards flow, you orient towards joy, you orient towards, you know, energizing yourself and, and self-care and your own, I guess, spirituality, if, if, if we want to take that word. Um, but what has been like, maybe let's say one big learning that you've had on your journey to kind of releasing this work in the world and now I'm talking about as a business and making money from it hmm. Hmm. yeah well so I think well one thing probably was that overcoming your own problems with money is or your yeah whatever you build up around your relationship with money and seeing it really as a form of energy exchange so this is something I think always interested me. So it's not that I'm just interested in sound and spirituality. Um, so I'm always, I always was also interested in finances or like stock <laughs> things and everything, because this is something like so focal, like when I'm too emotional, I just listen, love to listen to financial podcasts, for example. So it's something completely different because of, but it calms me down. So I, I can say this is something, and then I really think I, I did some courses and listened to some podcasts with Bob Proctor, for example. He just passed away, but I think he's also a great teacher. And I did whole Pono Pono with money, related to money. 
and really yeah felt like okay it's just a way of energy exchange and i think the moment where i really felt that it became very easy and still of course i'm like i'm seeing people who are like charging a lot people who are, where may you think well they could take much more and so it's always just the flow i feel like seeing okay what feels right for me and if i do my prices for example and it's not that they are fixed like i change them from time to time when i feel like oh that's too much i should take less and and so yeah but i think this is something very important if you want to like invite abundance if you call it like this you should see why abundance isn't flowing out and in and so this is like in our world it's money somehow as well and manifested in money and why am i not allowing myself to yeah well earn money or like wh where can i forgive my relationship with money or whatever thoughts or maybe from my family and everything so there are many 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 topics around that but i think this is a very important step to really see yeah um yeah so wise, um, truly wise. And I, I laughed when you said when I, as an, as like an Ausgleich, as a balance, I listen to finance podcasts <laughs> because I also love it. And I have to say, I resonated with what you said, because that was also, or has been a big part of my journey, especially in the last two, three years, my relationship to money um, and inviting, I'm a big fan of Lakshmi. So <laughs> inviting, so this abundance and, and, and this like openness to, that we, we do have access to abundance on every level of our existence. And it is about exactly as you said, really going within and seeing where am I resisting? Where am I blocked? And for me, it was actually healing a lot of shame, uh, working with a lot of shame that I had built up towards my relationship with money and towards allowing myself to have money. Um, but I really love what you said about the finance podcast. I actually got into it, I guess, uh, ETFs and like really like stock and stuff like this two and a half years ago because I became obsessed with Madame Moneypenny. She's a big one in the German speaking world talking about female finance. And she really helped me uh, get my get my idea together with finances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so great. So I think like that for me, it's still a process because I see many of those money mindset, for example, coachings and everything. And I'm like, well, maybe I could call myself as well a money mindset, six figure business, you know, and then like a, a friend just said, it, yeah, well, you should call yourself like that. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't even do that because I think it's not really about like your money mindset. It's more like your, I don't know, relationship to, yeah, to giving and to receiving. And then of course to money, but yeah. So I think this is also it it's a it's a narrow path because i don't know what what the word in english is but it's between like fellerei and like having nothing you know not allowing yourself something so it's really there's a vast space where you can explore yourself and see see what's right for you and then also picking up something like like finance podcasts or like knowledge about economy or something like that yeah but still i'm not i'm i'm not tracking the numbers of my business so i know there's a long way to go but i'm also not sure if it's necessary sometimes i feel because i i i i want to believe it's not really necessary and of course i know if i really want to grow big 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 probably it would be but at the moment i'm also 
on the point where I'm like, do I really want to come become that big? Because how long is it possible to be authentic if I'm like really growing, you know, and it's something, would it make me happy to like sell like hundreds of bowls per month and well, not be actually connected what, what I started with and doing like sound healing with other people. And it was something I was discovering the last few months in the last year where I was like, just packing balls, doing videos and everything and making sessions. People were contacting me. I was like, oh my God, it's so much, you know? And then I was like, okay, people tell me, yeah, well, you can hire someone. I was like, well, I, I'm not sure if I want to hire someone, you know? I mean, now I have like a really lovely assistant, but still I'm at this point where I'm not sure if, if it's really my path or if I just like to share in person and yeah, have people come to me. And so I enjoy that. Yeah. I really thank you honestly for sharing that reflection and that um, authenticity of your process because for myself, I'm so tired of seeing these like, you know, six figure business, blah, 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 upscale, rah, rah. I'm like, shut up. Like, I don't care, you know, because I feel at least for myself, I, I recognize for myself that the most important thing is connection and the quality of the work I do. And that's where I get energy. It's through connecting. And I th I absolutely resonated with what you just said. Yeah, of course, you can sell 100, 200, 300, 1,000, 2,000 bowls a month. But how do you connect with the person you're selling it to? How do you connect with your client? And it's the same for me with my courses or my work. It's like, it's important to me that everyone who comes to me feels valued and feels that one-to-one -one connection with me. And how is one able to do that on a big scale? Perhaps there is a possibility. And of course, if that's something you want, look into it. But I think this expectation that it has to be like that is not true. You know, one can be happy. And again, I guess we come full circle here. Like it, it's about what your process is right now that I really love and, and appreciate so much that you just shared it with us. It's about reflecting and seeing well, what do I want? What is important for me? How do I want my business to run? How... Do I get energy from the work I do? How do I want to connect? How do I want to be seen by others? What legacy do I want to leave? And what does this need to look like in order to fulfill what is in my heart? Yeah, totally. Because it doesn't matter what people, I mean, that, uh, that I think is like the danger with money mindset courses, because you get this idea, it needs to go big, but actually is big, more fulfilled. And where's like this threshold and so there are many yeah, things to that. And where's then the threshold to authenticity, like you said? And I, I believe personally, like we said, I'm not organized. My mom is now doing my accounting or my taxes because she looked at it. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't even tell it. And she was like so worried that I would get really into trouble. Now she's helping me to, <laughs> to clean up the last three years. So I, I promise to do better from now on. And it's really, really hard for me. And on the other hand side, I'm so good in other things. Like, I, I mean, I have to be somehow good in it because otherwise I wouldn't do what I do or be like so successful and not so fulfilled. So I think like, it's not so much about how, yeah, it's so much about how you, how are you and how do you want to create your business and what do you want to share? And of course, like 
seeing, okay, why am I not able, if you're really not earning money, okay, why am I not able to earn money? So what, what is behind that? But that's not related, I believe, I hope it's not related to how do I want to work and how do I want to do my business? Because, yeah, I, I'm probably the best <laughs> the best example that you can be completely lost in some areas and good maybe in others and still be a successful person in this in this world so and also be of course fulfilled yeah i love it so much just a little bypass lex office this is what you need i got into it this year did a huge tutorial i spent the first quarter of this year getting my taxes together and finally going through all of the pain of this. And now I have Lex office and I'm so happy. It's like, I love it. It's amazing. It makes everything fun. It's like gamified. I feel like, like I literally, this is not, I'm not kidding. Friday night, two weeks ago, I spent my Friday night with a glass of wine doing my tax through Lex office because it was so much fun. I was like, this is crazy. Why am I having fun with this? Oh, that's but so nice. <laughs> yeah, I think like really, if you have an online shop and this is something I, I did not intentionally do, but it became an online shop and I have like, I think six different accounts like bank accounts connected from the online shop and from the different payment methods. So it's like really a lot. And then you can't like, I have Lex office, but you can't connect it to American Express where I pay most of my bills with. I know so, but yeah, well, that, that will all work out. I know it. I'm just not worrying about that. Okay. I can, I can see how that's a bit challenging. Um, Irina, it's been so wonderful talking to you and I've loved it. And I really loved how this was just a beautiful open space that we could explore concepts and ideas. And I I appreciate and value your time and and what you've shared and, and your authenticity and how you shared, I think some really interesting yeah, reflections in your own personal process, because I'm I'm really certain that people listening to this, that it will help them. Um, Before we wrap up, I have always one question that I love to ask at the very end to all of my guests. And the question is, if there was one message that you could leave the world with, what would it be? I think it would be just, yeah, to forgive yourself or forgive our ourselves for more things and really try to be humble, humble for everything that's happening. Yeah. So beautiful. I thank you so much. And to everyone who's listening, I'm going to include all of the work to Irina and her crystal singing bowls and her offerings, obviously, in the show notes. And yeah, I thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Irina as much as I did. As I said, I really have been approaching my days now with this idea of, hmm, where does the impulse take me? And what does my inspiration tell me today about what I would like? And this is, I think, a very wonderful golden nugget that if you enjoy listening to this podcast, I would love for you to share with someone else. So that's it. My sincere request to you is if this spoke to you, if you enjoyed this chat, um, please share it with at least one person who might also benefit from it. That's it for me for now. Until next time, take care.